1: I never beat her. Hey there everybody. This is Kenny. This is the Yak with Mac. Welcome back to another edition of The Yak with Mac. And leaders, this is the place, it's a place I want you to come to. So those leaders that are running a restaurant or managing a district, a bunch of restaurants, or if you're managing a bunch of retail stores, if you're somewhere in middle management, this is where I want you to come. Because this is where I'm gonna encourage and inspire you to be better influencers. November 18th, 1972. I know I just lost a lot of you. You're like, 1972, I wasn't even born, right? But I was, I was a very young guy at the time, and I was really uh, a huge basketball fan. I still am. But I just really started watching basketball maybe the year before or so. And my favorite team is the New York Knicks. And so I hope to see another championship in my lifetime. As I was very young when they won in 1973. That's the last one that I remember. I didn't really remember 1969 so much. But I do clearly remember this game. November 18, 1972. So with over four minutes left. Now, put in perspective, the Milwaukee Bucks were the defending champs. They still had a very young Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They also had a very old Oscar Robertson, but that duo the year before went all the way to win the title. And so they're still this great, tough team. They won the title in 71. I would say in 72, that would have been the Lakers. So the year before. But I believe Oscar was still on that team, if I'm not mistaken. I think in 72, he retired. Or after the 72-73 season. Anyway, here was the score with four minutes left. The Bucs were winning 86-68. to The final score of that game was the Knicks 87 and the Bucs 86. So yeah, if you're doing the math, the Knicks scored 18 straight points. 19 straight points. They were down by 18. They scored 19 straight points. In those four minutes in change, and the Bucs did not score at all. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing win. One of the biggest comebacks, if not the biggest comeback in NBA history. I think with the three-point shot, there's probably been other comebacks. But four minutes left, there was no three-point shot back then. Knicks down by 18. They scored 19 straight points in those last four minutes, and the Bucs don't score at all. <clears throat> What does that have to do with leadership and what I want to talk about today? So thank you, Marshall, one of the best leaders that I know, for this uh, question and asking for a topic. So if you saw my post, hey, send me topics. I'll be glad to give you my take on them. And I, I you know, I can look up any topic, but I'm going to talk to you from my experience. And as I break down my experience, what was some of the things that I did? And so Marshall's question was can you talk a little bit about deadlines meeting deadlines and working under deadlines so we all have those whether you are running a restaurant or retail store at some point you're gonna be asked hey I need you to get this to me by such a date and so I I spent a lot of time within my career as a project manager as well and in that world in that space there were a lot of deadlines and I'm gonna share one. Actually, I'm gonna share two, but I'm gonna share one that really stands out to where I really nailed it. And so, my my first real point on this, because I think that Knicks Bucks game really highlights, you know, both ends of the spectrum. Here you have the Knicks now. Looking up at that scoreboard and down by 18, it's early season, so I can't imagine it was an overly important game for them, but it was. And and so they just go on this run. They start playing with a more sense of urgency than they did for the first, what is it, uh, NBA game is 38 minutes, something to that effect, right? Um, so I would say for the first 30 minutes, they played with just this crazy, you know, not sense of urgency. The Bucks, on the other hand, felt like, hey, there was no sense of urgency on our part because time's going to run out on them. We're up by 18 with four minutes left. There's no way we're going to lose. So when it comes to meeting deadlines, my first tip is that you have got to act with a sense of urgency especially if you get a project that is, let's say, two weeks away or 30 days away or even a couple of months away. Maybe you have a big project that, you know, it's, it's, we're getting ready to go into October. Maybe it's not due till January. What will tend to happen with us is what? We'll wait till December to start working on it, where you want to start working on this now and have that sense of urgency. And I'm going to go into some specifics. See, the Bucks didn't have that sense of urgency, so time ran out on them. That's the last thing you want. You don't want to be the night before finishing up a project that you had two months to do or three months to do or even a couple of weeks to do or one week to do. You want to have that done and act with a sense of urgency right away, just like the Knicks did. We see it all the time in sports, right? In sports and football, there's a two-minute warning. There's actually a timeout where they say, you've got two minutes left. Okay, and what is that telling you, man? You got two minutes to really play hard and see if you can pull this game out. And you see what the Jets did a few weeks ago against the Browns. It was amazing. They acted with a big sense of urgency. I'm not so sure the Browns did. In basketball, the the announcer in the stadium always announces two minutes, two minutes to play. Because okay, now it's crunch time, right? What are you going to do in these two minutes? So uh, let me go to my story and give you my other pieces of advice here on working uh, under a deadline. And I'm not sure if I was a project manager at this time or a regional sales manager. I was one of those uh, positions. But either way, the vice president of my department calls me up late one evening and she says, hey, listen, I need you to pull together some data for me and I'm going to need it by the end of the week. And this was probably a Monday night. And so she said, I'm going to need it by Friday because I have to present this on the following Monday and I want to take the weekend to really look at it. So she's acting with a sense of urgency, right? So it's like, of course. Now, she gives me this assignment on something that I was totally unfamiliar with. She wanted me to measure how long trouble tickets from our help desk get resolved in the retail space. And that was it. That was all the info she gave me. She said... Think about the audience. I don't want a lot of graphs. I just want, you know, some numbers. But then find out the whys behind it and, you know, put some solutions, you know, based on your experience and your opinion. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that ever happened to you where you're like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get it done. But you, you kind of don't have really a clue on what it is that you need to get done, right? Um, and so that Tuesday morning, I went to work. And now, I still had other stuff. I was traveling at the time. I had store visits lined up. I had a couple of meetings I had to be So work didn't stop. So I knew that this would be taking up my early mornings. This would probably be taking up my lunch breaks. And this would definitely be taking up my evenings in the hotel. So no watching basketball or anything like that. When I got back to the hotel room, it was all in on this. And... This deadline, this project was, I would say, 90% dependent on others. You see, I didn't have or nor did I know where to find this data at. So here's my first piece of advice if your deadline is dependent on others, build in extra time, and boy, oh boy, you better build some relationships and quick. Now, I had a couple of contacts on the help desk side, and I called them, and they put me in touch right away with the right people because. I told them my deadline was Thursday. Hated to tell that little fib, but I wanted to make sure that I was getting calls back right away. And here it is, I got in touch with the right people that Tuesday. And but I had that extra time built in just in case. And when I tell you they sent me a lot of data, they flooded my inbox with data. So you ever back then you'd get emails and the lights would dim, right? They'd be like all these. 20 megs was big back, you know, in the middle thousands. The lights would dim, the computer went on and off, and lo and behold, I would get these huge files that would have a lot of data, and that I had no clue what the data was saying and how to now put this into a PowerPoint. So I called them back, and, and it was based on the relationship I built with them in the first contact, right, asking them how they were doing, uh, tell me a little bit about what they do every day, introducing myself, telling them what I do and, and the folks that I support, Strictly at that time was the retail channel and then letting them know what I was tasked with and asking them now, hey, how would I how would you logically put this together? And man, oh, man, I got some great information because, again, I had no clue. So, again, if your deadline is dependent on others, build in extra time. You might need it. In this case, I really didn't. They really acted with a great sense of urgency for me. Okay. Take a step back because this will be my second one. And maybe this should have been the first. But I put it second for a purpose because I think you got to jump in and get started. And sometimes just go with what your boss is telling you or whoever it is that you're getting that project from. And then after it sinks in a little bit and you do a little bit of work, here's my second piece of advice. Get real specific here at the beginning and go back and ask a lot of clarifying questions. I bugged. Karen was her name. Wonderful, wonderful uh, leader. I bugged her that next day, man. Once I got all this data, so by Wednesday, I was blowing her phone up, and she was great to take, you know, my, my questions. But there was a point, I think, after the third call, where she said, "Hey Kenny, you're going to need to do most of this on your own because honestly, I don't know. This is, this is. I'm presenting this to the president at the time of the company, the president of retail and of sales and distribution at the time." And she said, so I'm not 100% sure what he's looking for, but I'm just really going to need you to, to kind of put yourself in his shoes. She answered quite a few questions, but they got a point where she said, this is on you. You're a competent leader. I want you to put this together and put it together so that it makes sense because here was the other thing she told me. The same way how you didn't know much about the help desk, he doesn't know anything about help desk either and tickets. All he knows is that, He's gotten complaints that it takes too long to solve a system issue. Okay, so that answered my question. So that was, that was my second piece of advice. Some folks may say, let's ask all those up front. I say, get to work first and then at least get something, get a foundation in there and then go back and ask some more clarifying questions. That's just me. You can do either or. Number three, go back and make sure the deadline is realistic. And you're not gonna realize that at first until after you do a little bit of work. So for me, once I now knew I had all of this information, once I had a pretty good idea of what she was looking for, and you know, a key part was telling her was her telling me that I had to be in this president's shoes of not knowing anything. Well, so I kind of knew that now meeting that Friday deadline was realistic. Even though I had a Thursday night flight back home i don't remember where i was at but i had a thursday night flight back home so that would be taking up some time because i wouldn't have that evening to really work i I couldn't i usually couldn't work on an airplane i just my mind wouldn't work right and so i would say that next piece of advice is to make sure the deadline is realistic and then adjust it as needed now you got to go back and talk to someone if you're going to adjust it because you can't just say on your own okay they wanted it at the end of the week i'm gonna give it to them at the end of next week you gotta go and say, hey, listen, here's the reason why I probably can't get it to you, or at least not get it to you in the complete way that we'd like by next week. By the end of this week, can I have till next week? And and most, most projects will be a little bit flexible like that and say, okay, now I knew there was no flexibility on this one because there's a meeting she was going into that Monday, and she needed to have this information. So it's important that adjust it with conversation. If that deadline is unrealistic, you're not going to know any of that until you again have a foundation. Here is my fourth one. Give yourself an extra day to finish. So for me, originally I said, I'm going to finish this by Thursday evening. I couldn't do that. I realized, oh my gosh, I have a flight. There's no way I could do that. So I gave myself till Friday at noon instead of Friday in the day. To finish it. Just gave myself a little extra time. So give yourself a day if you can. In my case, in that project, I couldn't. Give yourself a little bit extra time. Now, this is an important piece. This is number five for me because I remember doing this and I've known this for a long time. A lot of folks just kind of discovered this a little bit ago, how you could block time you know, on your Outlook calendar. So I did it very primitively. I would just set myself a meeting maker so that my calendar would look like, that my time was blocked now why did I have to block off time in the evening I used to do a lot of work in the evening I used to get a lot of calls after six after seven o'clock and I didn't support I I did support stores in a different time zone it was a time where at that time where I supported stores in the northeast as well as the central uh time zone and so I would have folks hitting me up at seven eight o'clock calling me or sending me emails and when they sent my email I put an out of office on there so that they knew that I wouldn't answer it until in the morning. So I think that's important. Block your calendar. However you want to do it now, it's easy to do that now. But also put an out of office on so that you're not, people don't think you're ignoring, you know, their emails. And, and I was very specific. I'll get back to you tomorrow morning. And that's what I did. Because I needed that time to really put this together In a real logical way. Especially since it was something kind of new for me. In terms of the topic. Okay. So block out time. For me. The hotel. At night. Nice and quiet. Was time that I had to actually block out. Because I knew that my schedule back then was a little bit wacky. Okay. Here's a last one. And I'm going to tie two in together on this last one. Actually let me make this six and seven. Because they're both a little bit different. For me it was kind of the same. But. Uh, logically i think it's a little different keep your energy up if you're not used to sitting down and a lot of my job back then entailed me being out in stores so i was used to being on my feet a lot i wasn't used to sitting in front of my computer for two three hours at a time back then if you are great you still need to keep your energy up get up hydrate walk around you need to keep your mind clear. Still, so a lot of times where I was trying to copy-paste graphs and stuff like that into my PowerPoint, make them a little bit more simple, and I'd mess it up because I I was just tired. It's 9, 10 o'clock at night now, and I've been working for 12, 13, 14 hours. Now I'm beat, and so I had to figure out a way. You know what? i got to finish this tonight or at least this part of it tonight. So I would have to keep that energy up. I'd maybe go outside, take a nice walk. Uh, I remember back then the weather was kind of nice. And and then come back in and I'm feeling more refreshed. Whatever it is that works for you, keep your energy up. Here's the last one, though, and that is ask for help. Ask for help if you need it. Don't be ashamed to do that. That was a mistake I made a lot earlier in my career, and I didn't make it with this one. And this project stands out for me for a couple of reasons because, again, there was no familiarity with me on how trouble tickets were actually put in queue and things like that and how they were prioritized. I had no clue about that. I know if I had a problem as a store manager that, you know, I would call the help desk and it would get solved. Sometimes it got solved in a day, sometimes in an hour, sometimes in a week. But it would get resolved. I had no clue how it worked. I didn't know how the sausage was made, right? But this one gave me a peek inside of it, so I got to know a lot of those other things, the inner workings, of the help desk through having conversations and everything but I had to ask for that help. There were a lot of projects where I didn't really have to ask for help. I could ask for other opinions, but I, I I knew my stuff, right? I was an expert in the retail channel, so if you asked me about the selling process and I had to put a project together on the first couple of steps, I probably didn't need to ask for help for that, but I could ask for opinions. Put the pride aside and ask for help if you need it. And most of the time, folks, we are going to need it. It is so crucial that as a leader that you're able to meet deadlines. That is a big, big part of you moving up in leadership, a big part of your responsibility and accountability. And, And so let me go back over these again before I do that. There was a project I used to do every month for uh, when I moved back into the training manager role for my area vice president. And because I wanted the latest and greatest stats on that, I'll I'll tell you what it was. I used to measure the first 30, 60, 90 days of any new hire that's been through our class. And I put it on a detailed chart for him because once a month we would have uh, a phone call with human resources as well as the recruiting uh, folks. And, you know, we would measure how many folks we lost in the first 30, 60, 90 days, how folks were doing. And we would also measure why we lost folks. And we wanted to see patterns of it going down. So it was pretty elaborate. We put a lot of I put a lot of time and effort into this. And but I couldn't I couldn't help but wait till Sunday evenings to do that. And most of the time it was Monday morning that he had this this call once a month It was. So once a month, I blocked out everything. I let my family know, once a month, I I can't do that dinner on Sunday night. You see, from 6 to probably about 10, I'm going to be working on this. I would miss Sunday dinner or we would have Sunday dinner a little bit earlier. I, I didn't have to block my calendar, but it was the family stuff that they knew that for these next several months, that Sunday evenings I had to take care of this. So I would go grab a cup of coffee, lock myself in my office, and knock this out. It really, really paid off, but the deadline, I, I got to tell you, I was under the gun a lot of nights, especially if some of the systems that we used back then to pull this wasn't working or we had to wait for it to update, that was, man, it was crunch time, but I, there was never a time that I didn't get it done. I figured it out and I got it done, and and there were some times where I had to get up very, very early, like 4 a.m. early that Monday morning if systems weren't working or just couldn't get it done for whatever reason. On a Sunday, maybe I was traveling back from somewhere. I never made an excuse. I, I, I wanted to make sure that that Monday morning, once a month, 10 a.m. call that my VP had with human resources and with recruiting, that he had all of the information that he needed to uh, certainly give the recruiters as much information that hiring is working, recruiting is working, we're getting the right candidates. We're now, And from my point of view, we're training them properly, we're following up with them we're making sure that they're successful. So two ends of the spectrum there, right? Let me just recap real quick my seven pieces of advice here. Number one, if your deadline is dependent on others, build in extra time, build relationships. Okay, build in extra time, build relationships. Number two, get real specific at the beginning. Ask a lot of questions. I would say get a foundation first and then go back and ask a lot of questions. That's just me. You can ask a lot of questions right from the beginning. Then number three, make sure the deadline is realistic. Adjust, but you can't do that yourself. Got to have a conversation. Adjust it if needed. Number four, give yourself an extra day. So in your mind, if your deadline is Friday, finish it on Thursday. If you can. Sometimes you might have something like I had those Monday mornings where I had to do it on Sundays. But if you can, give yourself that little extra time. Give yourself that one day buffer. Number five, block out time on your calendar. Put your out of office on so that it's you're just totally focused on what that project is. And number six, keep your energy up, take breaks, walk around. And then finally, my last one is to ask for help. And so I hope this helps, Marshall. Uh, I hope you'll comment on this and please feel free to leave some comments. Shoot me any topics that you might want i know russ i got you i'm gonna do one on your topic next week i held off on the quiet quitters uh, for a little bit so i could take care of these topics and i'll continue to hold off hopefully i know a lot of you want to hear about that the quiet quitting but we'll we'll get to that after next week russ i'm going to get to your topic hopefully this has been helpful meeting deadlines a vital part of what you're going to continue to do as a leader so for now, this has been Kenny. This has been the Yak with Mac. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Recording stop.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest
0: place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office.